0: Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me as always is the maestro of mail order mysteries, the one, the only, Eddie Guevara. We also have with us horror magician extraordinaire Chuck Caputo. Gentlemen, how's it going? All right, pretty good.
1: Fantastic, fantastic here, Joe.
0: Awesome, awesome. So we've had a little bit of technical difficulties (laughs) to start off, but, you know, we got through it and and we're on, we're recording. So, so far, everything's going good. I'm not sure if, you know, what was going on, but, you know, we managed to, to work through it, so... Hey, before we get started here, man, real quick, I'm just going to go through a list of our friends of the podcast, uh, some of the places that you could go if you're looking for any last-minute Christmas gifts. These are some great sites to check out. So we're going to start off with uh, the sea-monkeys.com for all your underwater sea monkey needs. Head over there, check them out. They're always shipping tons of great products on there, so if you even if you have already have Some sea monkeys, there's still stuff on there like cards, posters, T-shirts, and some little upgrades you could add to your aquarium. So definitely check them out. Also over at 1878press.com, that's 1878press.com, our buddy Dave Haversat has a great selection of magic and mentalist books to choose from. Uh, Some great prices, a lot of them are on sale. So definitely check them out and uh, get them in in time for, for Christmas. Also, check out stupidmagazine.com, and that's S-T-O-O-P-I-D, comicsmagazine.com. Hey, and we've been promoting this, you know, for a long time now, and it's a great black-and-white magazine, kind of a mix between Mad, Cracked, and Far Side, all rolled into one, and it's absolutely hilarious, man, with some great artwork and some great writing. So they're on issue number five now. There's six issues total. They started out with number zero, so definitely check them out. If you haven't got any, grab all... All six copies, you will not be disappointed. We, we've all uh, got our copies and, and are absolutely loving them. Also, the new issue of Scary Monsters Magazine is out, issue number 124, the Chili Thrillers and Frosty Frights issue. Uh, if you're a subscriber, if you order from online, there is a 1951 uh, cover for The Thing and if you get it at the store you'll get the 1982 cover both of them are by scott jackson and they're absolutely fantastic and you can find those over at mymoviemonsters.com all right gentlemen so what's going on i you know real quick also before i forget is uh guys out there check us out on youtube man eddie and chuck are posting some great videos on the house of the unusual you'll see uh our site, head over to there, subscribe to our channel, like the videos, uh, hit that little bell. So you get the notifications. When some go up, Eddie's putting up tons of them a week. Uh, Chuck's doing a ton of videos as well. And hopefully uh, this week or next week, I'll get a video or two up there. Things have been crazy around this holiday season, but every week, almost it seems like almost every day, there's some new videos (laughs) and they're absolutely fantastic. So subscribe to the channel like our videos, comment, you know, do all that good stuff, and also check us out at houseoftheunusual.com. dot com. That is our flagship uh, website. There, we have a great forum site that you could join for free. A lot of good conversations going on. People are posting some awesome photos uh, from pieces of their collection, which are, are absolutely fantastic. So definitely check that out. So, all right, gentlemen, we are going to get in it to it today. We have, um, you know, what it's the holiday is right around the corner um next week when we record we are going to talk about some past christmas memories get a little nostalgic on you guys but this week we're going to talk about some some of our favorite christmas movies some of our favorite christmas tv shows maybe some rare shorts and you know what i've got i've got some videos and some titles in here that are guaranteed to make you go hmm i've never heard of that before so i mean there's some real rare ones and some real um i i i guess i could say downright creepy and you know, i'll get a little bit more into them and um uh let you guys know about them the title and the year so that way you could search them. most of them are all public domain uh that i'll be talking about so you could find them on youtube or um uh, internet archive, stuff like that. Uh, and I'll give you a good place to go to grab a DVD of a whole collection of some rare vintage, uh, Christmas shorts. So that being said, uh, I'm going to turn it over to our buddy, Chuck Caputo, who are a magician extraordinaire and see what's new with him. Chuck, what's up?
2: Hey, all right, man. Pretty good. It's very busy. I mean, this is the busiest time of the year for magic. And, uh, I tell you what, it's been nonstop. I have, uh, it, it'll start back up again, Friday, I have two shows Friday, two Saturday and two Sunday, it's been crazy. And I oh, got, wow. a new, I got a new bunny rabbit. He's a mini Rex and I really don't have time to break him in. It's just like showtime, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so there's really not much you can do, you know, but, and my wife has really gotten attached to him, So she's putting up trouble. She doesn't really want me to use them in the act, you know, but I mean, uh, but I've been using some form of live animals for the last 35 years or so. So I can't go and do a show without a bunny or a bird, you know? So I'm gonna, so I'm just gonna take him and uh, use him in the act. You know, uh, he's very calm. He's a very sweet little Rex bunny rabbit. He's about three pounds, I'd say, somewhere around there. Did you give him a name yet? <clears throat> yeah, my wife just named him Dutch. Yeah, I don't know. Dutch, nice. Wife. yeah, so, so that's kind of cute. Hey, the one thing I wanted to mention, Joe, in an upcoming Chuck's Corner, I actually did a spoof on some uh, movie magic. I think you'll get a kick out of it. One of the things is called 14 ghosts instead of 13 ghosts. I said somewhere along the way we must have picked up a ghost somewhere. So I did some magic with that. Uh, The movie Houdini, I did a a little thing with Houdini, you know, like a couple magic tricks and the Phantom of the Opera too, like a rose that changes color and so forth. So I think you'll get a kick out of that Chuck's Corner coming up. uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's slated to be on in the beginning of January. I think like you'll have to check. Eddie has these all slated to go on like at midnight every Friday. So I think you'll get a kick out of that one.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. And everyone out there, you guys turn into our our YouTube channel again at House of the Unusual. And uh, you subscribe to it and get the notifications because they'll come on there as a, you know, a premiere and it will tell you the date. So definitely don't miss us out on there. There's a a ton of great videos. And Chuck, all your videos are are fantastic. They're short, they're sweet, and they're just just absolutely
2: amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate that.
0: So what kind of shows do you got coming up? Where do you, where are you mostly performing at this time of year?
2: Well, uh, mostly libraries, uh, you know, different uh, kids functions, a lot of kids shows right now. I got a couple walkarounds, walk arounds, which are really easy uh, for adults coming up too, like an hour or maybe two hours. And that goes really quick. You don't really bring a lot with you. I bring like a little thing that clips around my waist and one little, one little briefcase. And that's, and that's the up stuff. It's basically cards, coins sponge balls you know like invisible thread and things of that nature oh cool yeah that's that's really neat man i wish most of my shows were just close-up magic because because you don't bring hardly anything and and you go (laughs) from table to table and and you reset you hit the next table and before you know it one hour goes by like in a blink of an eye man
0: yeah time flies when you're having fun hey i I don't know if i've ever asked you this but have you ever performed at or do you get any
2: requests for weddings oh absolutely yeah close-up magic yeah you know what close-up magic you know, it's during the reception. Yeah, throughout the years, I've I've done quite a few of them actually, and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? And you and you and you have to dress up, you know, which I always do. I always wear some form of a tux jacket, not necessarily the bow tie all the time. But if you do a wedding, yeah, you really have to fit in really well. Uh, that's during the reception, and it's going from table to table. And when I've done that, I've actually performed with other entertainers. There was a strolling violinist. He would, he would go from table to table playing the violin and so forth, you know. And, the, yeah, uh, close-up magic goes actually very, very well at the reception. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, that's, that's good
0: to hear. It's good to hear you're you're busy. And I know we talked to our buddy Michael Mesmer uh, last episode. He's also uh, doing a lot of shows, too, and has a lot of upcoming shows. So it's nice to see everything kind of getting back to normal and, and there's still people out there that are, you know, still absolutely having a need for this, you know, magic and mentalism. So
2: that that's really well, cool to hear. Yeah, thank God. You know what? I, you know, I am concerned with this with this new uh, variant that's coming out. Though. You, you know what? I try to keep my distance as best as I can, you know what I mean? But it's just something that, you know what, you still have to work, you know, so, you, yeah, you, you, you know, you kind of just play it by ear. What are you going to do? You know?
0: Kind of like what they told us in the Army. You, just, you have to adapt and overcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. what are you going to do?
2: You put it in God's hands. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. you know, there's really nothing I can do about it. You know, I, I am vaccinated. I mean, some people are, some people aren't. We have two sons, and my older boy is not vaccinated, you know. And so, you know, it's just a matter of opinion, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's, that's good to hear. So, uh, we're going to turn it over to the maestro of mail order mysteries right now and see what's going on on his end and what's new.
1: Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, for the intro, (laughs) Uh, Joe, right now, I am trying to finish today. The magic set. It's going to be a limited edition of only eight sets. I'm not going to put out any more. Chuck's made them hen. In fact, Chuck spent 48 hours just doing one trick. And his wife was like, are you going to come to sleep, honey? Because I cannot sleep until I'm done. Okay? So he, he made um, Newton, if I, I'm, I'm correct, I think it was Sir Isaac Newton, when he was doing his theory of, uh, uh what was it, the theory, of Isaac Newton, the theory of... Uh, um,
2: oh, gra- gravity.
1: gravity. Gravity, right. The theory, oh my gosh, you couldn't get the word out. The theory of gravity, I think he spent like six days in his room, and he wouldn't even come out to eat. <laughs> Chuck did the same thing for this magic set and it's it's phenomenal it's going to be a nice set it has 10 tricks plus uh, Chuck's course inside and then it has a special Houdini trick I'm not going to expose what it does or anything but it's going to be included there free with the 10 trick magic set um, the actual price will be uh, will be calculated approximately maybe tonight to tomorrow I expected to hit the website on Friday morning. Um, having said that, I mean I'm very excited about it. It's taken me some crazy time. I mean, I I looked in the mirror the other day and I saw the Grinch. And I said, <laughs> that's not a good thing when I'm looking like the Grinch, you know. <laughs> and the worst part is you could tell because as you get older, you know, when you're big and and young, you're strong, you got the muscles, You weight lift, and as you go, the muscles kind of fall down to the belly area, and you get thin on top, and you know, it's it's beginning to fit the Grinch a little bit, and it's not a good thing, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: I mean, and no matter what you do, it you realize, and you go, man, gravity's bad. And so Sir Isaac Newton, that's one thing I didn't like about him. He explained gravity, and gravity just doesn't do justice to us people. <laughs> But anyway, no, having said that, it's, it's been exciting. I, I, I'm dying to see, put it out. I know that's already three sets pre-sold. So the last, I, obviously the company, House of the Unusual is going to stay with one set and that's it. That's going to be for our own personal collection, but the rest are all going out. And once they're sold, they're not going to be made again. Um, it's, it's very hard for Chuck. He takes a lot of time doing this, a lot of energy. And I hope that whoever does get it, they can really enjoy it. It's a professional magic set. Well done. Handcrafted by Chuck. Every piece of it was handcrafted. And of course, there's a certain individual in the cover. There's a certain certain individual in the, um, in the instruction book that you can tell he was scared, man. (laughs) This guy's scared comes from, from hell itself, you know? And, um, I think you'll know who the person is once you see him but the, the whole thing is you know what the set is phenomenal and that's what I'm up to Joe just completing the set. Oh yeah. cool. and, well, and you
0: sent and you sent me the instructions the other day and I will tell you what they they're looking fantastic yeah. uh the, the the wording the the photos in it how it's laid out it, it looks re- it looks really good it's no, there's no fluff to it it's straight it's to the point and it's it'll really get someone that's a not you know doesn't know anything about it like me as I'm reading it. I said you know this don't look that hard i you know a few practices read it over watch some videos it, you know it's definitely something that that's doable so um chuck would i be right in saying that even if, if somebody's out there that's you know kind of intimidated by magic this could be could this be something that they could do or is this more for like the the season magician
2: no you know what never be intimidated by magic because you never know what you can do until you try you know what and just like you said the you know eddie put together a fantastic booklet and uh you know it goes step-by-step step with the directions. And there's also a link to a video tutorial of me uh, demonstrating it step-by-step. Step. So you know what? You really can't go wrong. And uh, the thing I like to stress is, is, is this is a totally different magic kit. Unlike any that, that have been on the market, you know, what, it's all bizarre, strange, scary, spooky stuff. I mean, I mean like it's a, it's a monkey's paw that divines uh, something. There's a, there's a, a, a close-up uh, shrunken head that floats behind a cloth. Uh, Pillars of Hercules, I mean, uh, the zombie with a brain. I mean, some really, really, really cool stuff, you know. And the uh, label is absolutely fantastic on here, which Eddie put a lot of work into it. And I know he's packaging everything very well, too, because he does excel in that particular category, you know. So, yeah, you know what? The thing that's amazing to me, Joe, is that that I can remember all these routines when I can't even really remember what I ate for breakfast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I I tell you what, Chuck, and like I said, you know, I'm – I, I don't really get into magic too much. That's really not my, you know, not my thing. Eddie sure. sent me some of the, you know, the magic things that that you guys have put together, and I've, you know, I've looked at them and, and played around with them. But like, you know, magic kind of, you know, not my thing. But I, I, I'm a horror fanatic, a horror collector, right. Right. and you know what even as a collector i want this set just, yeah. just to add to my collection because there's so many cool things in it and you know for it to be homemade especially coming from you i, I know the quality of of work that you do and I, i've seen your quality of work yeah. and it's you know it is definitely a must have so even if someone's out there that's you know not into magic or something per se but you know as a horror collector definitely grab these and you know you never know where it's going to lead. You're going to, I'm telling you, you're going to look at it and you're going to start really getting into it. So um, like Chuck said, you know, don't be, you know, put off by if you don't know magic or anything, because a lot of people have started off, you know, their careers and end up being, you know, at, at one point in time, you didn't know anything about what you were exactly. getting into and you have to learn it. And then 40 years later, you look back and you're like, Oh, you know, that's a breeze.
2: <laughs> well, you know what exactly, you know what a person would get out of magic, exactly what you put into it. You know, I mean, the best thing to do is if if you're somewhat serious about it, you know, what sit down and study it, you know, study the moves, you know, and, uh, and like I said, there's an online uh, tutorial, you know, of me going through step-by-step and I give a lot of pointers Things, things will actually help you with the routines also, you know, and the and the booklet itself. So, yeah, you really can't go wrong, man. I mean, I tell you what, I wish I would have had something like this when I was a kid. I mean, it would have been absolutely perfect for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I can't wait to, to see the final product. I'm I'm really excited for it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, hats off to both of you guys. I know you guys have both been putting in, in a lot of work. And uh, I wanted to ask, Chuck, when you're doing – when you're developing these products, like how, how much time do you, what's like the most time that you would put into one without getting any sleep?
2: Yeah. You know what? Certain things take longer than others. I mean, there's, there's been times, yeah. Where I'm thinking of the different routines and I'm, and I'm thinking of the actual customer too. I'm keeping them in mind to make it as simple for them. You you know what? Like I could, I could make it much more difficult uh, for myself, you know, but I'm keeping the person that would actually buy this in mind also. So it's like a double edged, type of thing here you know what i mean yeah so there are certain things you know and then and then the construction of the prop itself you know what like i'm actually kind of putting it together which is something that's never been uh, done particularly with like the uh, shrunken head type of thing i actually formed it uh, from a special clay that hardens and so forth and i put the hair on and everything and i uh, painted it and and i test it to make sure it works properly and i'm thinking of the different moves and so forth yeah so you know, so that particular item, the floating shrunken head, really, really took a lot of time, and to get it just right, and so forth, and the, and the hidden gimmick that makes it float. I mean, it's a really unique item, and I don't think anything is like it on the market. Like I said, for that particular item, anyway, and then a few of the other ones are really old principles that I brought back to life. Because you know what, Joe? I've always read a lot. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many magic books I have, probably in the hundreds. And so I've read all the classics and so forth, from Tarbell to Greater Magic uh you know what to many of the old stuff as well as the new things and so you you know you'd be surprised what you can get that's so old that the principles are actually new you know that people haven't actually seen it you know in this current age oh that, you know, that's
1: uh, what i was gonna say chuck uh you kind of broke my heart now i thought you said you were using real shrunken heads
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah that's... what was
0: that wasn't that the the vincent price shrunken head thing Oh, no, that's... he uses apples, man. I,
2: apples, I, I yeah. You,
0: our... <laughs> it, sends, it sends everybody rotten apples. To... <laughs> you
1: no, know, but I, I, th- I thought he was going to – I thought, Chuck, you told me you went down to the uh, South America somewhere to the uh, mountains there. and You got some real shrunken heads. Yeah,
2: <laughs> to, uh, to the Javaros. Yeah, I think they're in yeah. Bor- uh, Borneo and Sum- Sumatra. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to travel uh-huh. there. I, <laughs> could, I could I can
0: see you in a like a safari hat and a machete going through the jungle looking for <laughs> shrunken heads. I'm, I'm Chuck. I'm looking for shrunken heads for <laughs> a magic trick. And then, what? Oh my!
2: I'd end up I'd end up being a shrunken head. I'd be I'd be worn on a, around somebody's neck. That uh, yeah. that'd be a little Chuck, Chuck head.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. awesome.
1: Yeah, we go. But then we go over there looking for Chuck, and we see somebody wearing a necklace. Well, that guy looks familiar. Well, yeah. That looks like Chuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah all right so that that's definitely some stuff to, to look forward to so hey uh, let's get into some um some christmas themed movies tv shows and and shorts here because we do have Christmas coming up and i tell you what it, it's the time of the season where you know a lot of people like myself like to sit down and you know revisit some of these these Christmas classics and there are some i'm gonna tell you what there are some obscure ones and um <laughs> there are some definite classic ones but we will we're going to get into the the more obscure ones a a little bit later, but let's start off. You know, everyone has their own favorite Christmas classic. It's it's their go-to movie every, every year that they, they have to watch, you know, one or a hundred times every year during the season, you know, maybe before Thanksgiving or or right after it, leading up to, to new year's or right after. So, uh, you know, I I think everyone out there wants to hear what our favorite Christmas movies are. So, I'm going to put Eddie on the spot first and let him talk about his favorite Christmas, whether it be a movie, a TV show, or a short. Let's hear it, Ed. What you got?
1: The one that I used to watch the most and I used to love was the Charlie Brown. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but but beautiful. then uh, I followed that for many years with, of course, um, the Christmas Carol. And my favorite, though, uh, I got to admit later on, became the home alone (laughs) oh really home alone yeah the christmas episode because i mean the the guys that play that are funny man Uh, joe pesci and the other guy uh, they're hilarious and i actually enjoyed that i thought john candy was great in that film and john candy was one of my favorite actors so i watched home alone probably for the last couple of years around that time Uh, charlie brown was always obviously played so you had you know you grew up and it. it was always kind of funny with when he gets that oh, one tree with the one ball
2: oh you know? <laughs> it's hilarious yeah so
1: yeah that's those are my favorites so go ahead joe well
0: i, I got two of those charlie brown trees in my house that I, I think it was i think we bought them at rite aid or something like that but we bought one a couple of years ago and the the bulb broke so we put a uh <laughs> a new bulb on it and then Last year, my parents got us one, so I have one in my breezeway and one in the house. I mean, it's just—it's an iconic, you know, tree. As soon as somebody sees it with the little blue uh, scarf up on, they're like, "Oh, Charlie Brown tree." So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, before we get into mine, though, Chuck, what's your favorite
2: uh Christmas movie or, or TV show? Well, I tell you what—it's a fairly contemporary one. I mean, it doesn't go back to the Jimmy Stewart days or anything, but I like A Christmas Story. You know, I think it's with uh, Peter Billingsley and. I tell you what, I like the humor in it. Like, I like the kid that got his tongue stuck to the frozen pool. I mean, it's some really, really cool stuff in there. I thought the, I thought that movie's unbelievable, and it's only about what thirty years old, I guess, somewhere around there. It's not yeah, came, yeah, it came out in in eighty three. Yeah, 83, okay, about forty years old. Yeah, that's an excellent, yeah. excellent movie. Funny man, funny.
0: Yeah, that that's that is my my number one go to as well. Yeah, it came out in nineteen eighty three, based on. The 1966 book, uh, In God We I, Trust, All Others Pay uh, Cash by Gene Shepard.
1: I, I got to correct something. That's what I meant. That's the movie I meant. I think I said A Christmas Carol.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Okay. Oh, okay.
1: The okay. With the, you, you're going to shoot my eye out. you know? The yeah, yeah.
2: That, that's a, the one hilarious, I'm, man. It's hilarious. I love it when, yeah. when they go to the Chinese restaurant on uh, on Christmas. Is it Christmas Eve? Or is it Christmas Day Oh, it was Christmas
0: Day, yeah. With nice. the duck.
2: Oh, <laughs> Funny, <laughs> oh man the first time i seen that i couldn't quit laughing it was hilarious and the only other movie that made me laugh like that is, for some reason my cousin Vinny. back when i first oh my that, gosh you know what when i first seen that movie you know i couldn't stop laughing i had a hard time even breathing uh it was <laughs> unbelievable
0: <laughs> well let me tell you something about a christmas story is that um have you been up to the the Christmas Story House, Chuck, up in Cleveland?
2: No, I'd love to go. I've never seen it.
0: Uh, we we start. We went back maybe about eight years ago. We started going. We were going every year for about four or five years, and they have the Christmas Story House. So, um, a few years back, a, a guy, I, I believe he was out from California, ended up um buying the original house. He fixed it up. He started to produce the original leg leg lamp and selling them. He sells all different sizes and all that. Okay. And, but, um, he really got into it. So he opened up the house. There's a um, museum right across the street from it, which uh, houses a lot of um, artifacts and uh, props from the, the movie. And he'll sometimes get some of the stars that are you know, still alive to come there and sign autographs and talk. And then right next to that is a gift shop. So they sell a lot of like Department 54 oh, items for man. it. And they just picked up the a few years ago the license for – Elf and uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Ooh. so they have all those uh, items there as well. But it's it's really cool, and they have, I, I think it's open year round, but usually like around November, December, and January is their their busy times. And the money that they receive in there from the the tickets, and you know from your tickets going into the museum, it all goes into renovation of the the right. whole area because the the um, if you could picture it, it's like the almost like a horseshoe or like a three-sided square. Right. And the house sits at the top of it. And it's a kind of a a, more of a rundown type area. So I remember when we first started going about eight years ago, it was really kind of derelict and and rundown. And man, I I tell you what, they have put a ton of money into it because it it is absolutely beautiful. Um, The roads are done nice. The sidewalks are all done. Uh, They put money, they've given money to people that live around there to fix up their houses, new siding and, you know, fencing and everything. And it's, you know, everybody in that whole neighborhood really gets into it. They decorate and everything. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I I tell you what, you could go in the house and take pictures and it's set up just like um, how you would see in the movie. There's a few differences um, that you'll notice from the house to the movie because, a lot of it they did on a set and I believe it was Toronto somewhere. I think it was Toronto where they actually filmed it on a set. But the outside of the house was filmed up in Cleveland and they took some shots from the inside mm-hmm. to redo the um, the film set up in Toronto. So it, it's really cool. And I, I tell you what, we I, I've got pictures on there. I have took pictures underneath the sink. You know how when um uh, oh what's his name what uh was under the, the the little brother uh Randy yeah. remember when he was under the sink? Yeah. So I got pictures of me under the sink and there's a leg lamp in the window, the the Christmas tree and all that stuff. And they got little kind of memorabilia stuff around the house from from that time frame. And it's I tell you what, it's really cool. It's like you're going back in time up there.
2: Um, I would like to check that out. You know, Joe, I would really like to visit, strangely enough, the North Pole. I mean, like not the real one. Uh, the, the one that's associated with fairbanks alaska that would be so cool to visit there i mean they celebrate christmas 24 7 there 365 days a year oh and, really um, yeah you know what check it out fairbanks alaska my wife and i were uh talking about this a while back you know what's So, god willing sometime in the future i would really love to go there you know, like especially around the holiday season it would be so cool man they got like little local neighborhood pubs and stuff and it would be really neat. We're gonna to go tomorrow night to a local place here in Pittsburgh called the Tipsy Elf. Now I have no idea what this is. It's supposed to be like a like a restaurant slash bar, and it's all decked out for Christmas. So I'll take some pictures and uh, I'll send them to you absolutely. guys.
1: Maybe when you go there, you'll find an elf that's drunk.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh,
0: I'm <laughs> sure there'll be one there, especially out in Pittsburgh.
2: <laughs> yeah, drunk. Hey, hey
1: Chuck, because you're you're
0: around that area, and I know you've been to Craniacs.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, right, right.
0: Yeah, I love. Kren- I tell you what, I love Cranx. We're we're supposed to go this uh this Sunday up there. Oh, I, I tell you what, we go every year. I think we missed one year about three years ago. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, we were there, but we didn't get to walk through the the Santa's land because the mm-hmm. the day that we were there, the the line was out the door and wrapped around the building, and we said, yeah. you know, there's no way we're waiting in that." But I, I love crane necks. I mean, we, usually we don't really buy anything from the store. Maybe if we see, so, you know, a gift or something for someone. But I tell you what, just walking through there is just uh, is really cool, the different trees they, they have up.
2: Yeah, you know what, absolutely. You know, as far as lines go, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, there are certain haunted attractions around here. I mean, the line, sometimes you have to stand for like two and a half, three hours. I can't uh, do that. I can't do that, at, you know, up, up to that point anymore. But you do pay an extra fee. Now they got like a speed line where if you pay an extra twenty bucks, it's like a VIP type of thing in 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 some of these haunted attractions where it'll take like five minutes to get up to the door. I mean, that's, so that's what
0: they need at Craynecks because they're yeah. they're always packed. And I'm I'm hoping Sunday that it's it's not a long line, but um, I, I like it. I really like you know I I've, I've been going there since you know probably back man probably early mid '80s or so. I remember. Oh. Cool. Going there every year and you know, going there for Easter too, because they would do the the whole walkthrough, you know, all decorated for Easter and
1: and what is this Joe? What is it? Exciting? It's a um you
0: know what, it's like a it's like a department store kind of, but it's just all there's toys in there, there's um candies, a lot of collectibles, and then they have uh one room where there's like a lot of like potted plants and everything, and then um there's a little section of sports. Um, A section of like kind of like old like rack toys, you know, cap guns, stuff like that. Right, right. And then they have um, another section um, where it's really like higher end, like Disney and cartoon collectibles, um, Christmas collectibles, uh, holiday collectibles, religious collectibles. And then their huge section is all Christmas um, decorations Mm -hmm. and all that. Anything you could think of, but. They have a whole section. It's it's maybe about a hundred, maybe I don't know, maybe about seventy-five yards or so. And you walk through it and they have, I don't know, what do they have, Chuck? Maybe fifty or sixty different tree trees yeah. in there that oh, are decorated absolutely. all different. And it's really cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's it's like each section is a different scene, but they all have all the different trees. And then you could at the end of it, you could go, you know, buy the ornaments or you could buy the tree. It's really done really nice. They got music yeah. playing and everything. It, it's kind of like if you lived in northeast Ohio, western PA, that was kind of like your your traditional holiday thing to do.
2: Yeah. There's another place called Trax Farm. It's off of Route 88 just outside of Pittsburgh, almost to uh, Bentleyville. And it's, you know what, it's very similar. Like it's a big old farm, you know, like around the Halloween, they have the pumpkin patches and everything, uh, but you can go inside there and it's, and it's all decorated for Christmas and around Halloween time, it's all Halloween. I mean, it's, it's a really cool place. It's, it's like almost exactly what you described, but uh, it's called Tracks Farm. It's off of Route 88 near Bentleyville. If you want to, if you're out this way, if you want to check something unique, that's it. That would be like another place for you to go.
0: I think I've heard of Trax Farm before. I think someone mentioned it to me during around during Halloween time and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I looked into it or not, but yeah, I have heard of it. And I tell you what's nice around uh this area, uh if, if you kind of get out into more like the farm countries, is that there's a lot of parks and farm areas that they decorate and allow people to drive through to, to see the lights and everything. And it's yeah. I tell you it's really cool. We went um a couple of weeks ago with some friends of ours out in Columbiana. they had their uh their park all decorated and you mm-hmm. pay a little fee to to drive through and I think there was like a hundred different um lights in there lighted decorations and then um there was one section what was really cool we stopped they had some farm animals and then you go inside and they had god there had to be 200 different um uh gingerbread houses that local Ooh. kids did
2: that's neat they would have like
0: the kids' name and their grade and I mean some of these houses like I'm like looking at it and it's saying like you know joe smith second grade and you're looking at this thing and like there's no way like you could tell his parents definitely definitely did it because they would be really <laughs> intricate and i'm like man these are really cool
2: <laughs> yeah i know what you mean because if a kid that age really built that that'd be like a prodigy you know in the, oh the, yeah <laughs> i mean
0: i me and my wife got uh we got these oreo ones that we're gonna do um next week and i'm like man mine's gonna probably come on and just look like a a pile of stuff like <laughs> on <Yeah>. the sheet, <laughs> yeah. a bunch of cookies, candies, and cream, just in a big pile. I call it <laughs> Christmas Mountain or something.
1: <laughs> you you know something, guys? There's another. You were saying all that about that. There's a place in Seattle. I think uh, Calf coverage sent me the link. He's the artist for the you know for the book cover we're doing. He um, uh, it's in Seattle, Washington, I believe, and it's a store. And it's, I think this store is almost like a quarter of a mile in size inside. It's huge. And there's a virtual tour of the store and you can actually see all the shelves and what's on the shelves when you can go roll by roll in this tour. It's phenomenal. I got to Actually, I got to get the link and send it to you guys and maybe post it on the, on the podcast or the YouTube channel so people can get, cause it's a sci-fi slash everything store. It has books comic books it'll be like the perfect store just like you were saying that has old-fashioned toys and stuff and it's from one individual's collection that collected for almost something 30 something years and he decided to like sell things off there um i'm not sure if you can visit the store in person i think you have to go by appointment uh but in case you guys don't know too you know things like that there is also in new york city uh there is some type of magic place in new york city it's like a. uh a store of some sort that has like almost every book ever published in magic and stuff. And you also have to go there by appointment. A lot of people don't know of these strange places that are out there, but they're really cool to visit and stuff. And and you know what it is, is very few people who know that they exist. Um, yeah, so that's, they that's,
0: what, that's what's cool. You find a lot of these smaller places because like a crane it's, you know, only over in Western PA, it, you know, nowhere. I don't believe it's anywhere else, but it's been a, a staple for this area for as long as I could remember. You know, like I said back in the '80s, you know that was our, you know, Christmas tradition is that you you go to Crane Action. Everybody went to Crane Action. And if you didn't go there, you weren't cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. but it's it's really cool. But yeah, I, I like seeing a lot of those those different stores and stuff like that. But um, hey, I, I got something to to tell you guys now about um, I came across it a few man. It's probably been about three years now. You know, I I mentioned on here sometimes about uh, the Monster Channel. Uh, My robot plants? Yeah, okay. oh, take a drink. <laughs> yeah, you wish. If I find them, I'm holding on to them, man. <laughs> <laughs> but if he, I, I found that I was watching the um, the Monster Channel, and it's um, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a twenty four seven free streaming site online, monsterchannel.com. They a lot of horror sci fi stuff with uh, all horror hosts. A lot of contemporary, some you know, older, but uh the Bone Jangler had his little Christmas thing on. And every year when he does his Christmas episode, he plays all these old black and white, some of them are color short, Christmas shorts. So I'm watching this one and it was really well they, actually there's two of them. Two of them I'm gonna talk about, and I'll we'll see if you guys have ever seen them because they are they're kind of like musical ones, but they're they're very catchy and they're one's really kind of you know sweet and christmasy and the other one's just downright creepy like i don't know how it fits into a christmas or what kid would want to watch it but uh the first one is it's called hard rock coco and joe from 1951 have you guys ever heard of that one no okay so it's it's hard rock coco and joe the three little dwarfs and it's a 1951 uh stop motion animated cartoon um and it's a song, and it's these three little elves. So you have uh, Hard Rock, who he drives Santa's sleigh. You have Coco, he navigates with the map, and then there's this little tiny elf, and he don't really do anything. But Santa caught, But the premises is, is that you know Santa loves him, so he brings him along with his friends, and they sing the song. I'm Hard Rock, I'm Coco, and what comes to this little elf, he has this real deep bass voice. He goes, and I'm Joe, and it. It's absolutely hilarious. If you guys could find it, it's on YouTube. Hard Rock Coco and Joe.
2: i check that out.
0: And it's um, it, it's very funny. It's it's really sweet and all that. It's a, it's a really nice Christmas one, especially you know for for younger kids and all that. But the you start watching it a few times, that that jingle is gonna gonna stay in your head, and you'll be sleeping and you'll be singing Hard Rock Coco <laughs> and Joe. And the second one is. Called Susie Snowflake from 1951. Have you guys ever heard of this one?
2: I don't believe so.
0: No.
1: I heard the name, I never really I don't remember.
0: So it's it's Susie Snowflake. She is this little um kind of think of like Tinkerbell, but as a snowflake, and it looks like a person and all that, and she's kind of floating through the air. And it's I'm Susie Snowflake, and you know. I'm coming to town and it's a real catchy jingle and all that. And it's, it's, you know, real cute. You know, you look at, it, you're like, Oh, this nice little Susie Snowflake flying around as the snow's coming in and the children are, you know, Oh, look at Susie snowflake. But if you look at Susie snowflake, her face looks at like an uh, alien gray. She has just black eyes and that's it. And this gray face and a long neck. Like it looks like the little alien gray in this Tinkerbell outfit. It is creepy. Oh,
1: is it in black and white?
0: Yeah, it's in black and white from 1951, and uh, the the Norman uh, Luboff Choir they do the singing, and it's it's a catchy song. But look at it online. Look up Susie Snowflake. Look at a picture of her. It is downright creepy. It looks like an alien gray in a white dress with some snowflakes floating around the sky. It's it's absolutely creepy.
1: You know what? You remind me, Joe. You remind me. I was reading uh, an article about the Amish, and how uh, they make their dolls with no face. That's what you just reminded yeah, me. I'm
0: telling you, that's what. If you could find, if you find a still image of it, it's just black eyes, and that's it. You know, there's a, you know, you could see the indentation of a nose, but there's no nostrils, no mouth slit. It's just. You know, no hair or nothing. It is a creepy looking. It's like it's a creepy looking figure.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: called Susie Snowflake. And they're both both of the shorts are three minutes long and very catchy jingles. Cool. hall, you know, vintage holiday shorts. But Susie Snowflake is, you know, you you could look at it and you're like, oh, this is a sweet little, you know, jingle. And she's floating around with the snowflakes. But <laughs> you actually look at her face. You're like, that's an, <laughs> that's an alien. I'll have to
2: check that out. That's cool, man.
0: Yeah, and, and I tell you what else is cool too, is, is I found um last year, and you guys could find it on um if you go to uh, Monster Bash News, if you go to the, the creepy classics. This is I bought it from uh, creepyclassics.com, but you could find it on Amazon too, and it's it's really cheap. It's only about ten bucks or so, and it's called Strange and Unusual Christmas Films. Mm.
2: And it's
0: it's from oldies.com. I Alpha video did it, so the quality's not you know that good, you know, if you're familiar with alpha video stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe you can still find it on oldies.com if they're still around, but it's strange and unusual Christmas films. And there's let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten films on there. They're they're shorts, they're only some of them are about 10-15 minutes, and they range from 1945 to 61. And they're there some of them are very strange. Like you're like, uh, this is like a mixture of Christmas and horror in it, <laughs> but you know, cause they used a lot of the old, you know, old costumes, old stop motion and all that. So some of it could get really kind of choppy and, um, really downright strange. You know, some of them, you have a Christmas dream. Uh, you have the night before Christmas. One of the ones that I really like, um, it's a live action one, the little match girl from 1954, and it's a, a castle film, about a little girl who's, um, you know, during Christmas trying to sell matchsticks and all that to to make some money. It's a, some of them are really, you know, nice and sweet for Christmas, and and some are just downright creepy. <laughs> so, no, if you guys good. get a, it's if you guys get a goes. chance to check that out, strange and unusual
2: Christmas films. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I can imagine, man, because if you see some of these old Halloween costumes when we grew up,
1: Chuck, Chuck you're pulling the magic set. We're hearing a double.
2: All uh, right, let me get this lowered a little bit. Some of those old uh, Halloween costumes that we grew up with, if you look at these pictures and even before our time, they're downright creepy, you know?
0: Yeah, that's how these are. Like, you would see, like, a a real skinny Santa with, like, a dirty Santa suit and a dirty beard. It looks like he just, you know, (laughs) rolled out of some uh, uh, alleyway or something and trying to pass out gifts. And you're like, what the heck is this? Kind of like, uh, you remember the Santa Claus from uh, Night of the Meek from the Twilight Zone?
2: you know, I was just thinking about that with Art Carney, that was cool. Yep, yeah, well, it, it, I was thinking, it, yeah, about kind of saying it's like thing.
1: that. <laughs> you, I was thinking about it as you guys were talking about it too. Art Connie, that's the first thing came,
0: yeah. I just, I you know it. I just watched that the other day too, Night of the Me, because that's one of my other, uh, you know, staple Christmas shows that I always try to watch, you know, every year. And I tell you what, that's that's a fantastic show too. And it's that could get cre- that could get kind of creepy too, especially when you. You know, you look at him, you know, yeah, okay, maybe it was a little bit different back in that day, but could you picture today this the skinny, drunk Santa wandering around talking to kids and hugging them and all oh, that? It, yeah.
1: Kind of well, creepy. Hey, <laughs> hey, one thing I'm going to tell you, New Jersey and New York, I mean, I've never gone to it, but I think it's like downtown New York, there's a thing called SantaCon or something like that where they, there's a bunch of Santa Claus that all do is drinking and uh, dress in Santa Claus, and they say that around the – to, I mean I've never been to it. I've seen some that come over to like to New Jersey through the Lincoln, O'Holland tunnel. But I, I hear that it's hundreds of them. They're all dressed in Santa Claus and they they drink and it's called the Santa Con. So they
2: drink. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: So that, that's the again it keeps coming back to me, the Arcani thing, you know, because yeah. Uh, yeah. I tell Con-
0: you what, that was I tell you what, the, the night of the meek was cool because it kind of really you know, it really kind of hits your heartstrings. You know, you have this this poor guy that you know he's he's Don't not just some yeah, yeah he's not just some drunk or anything. You know, he's he's got some serious underlying issues of yeah. why he's drinking, and they're they're valid issues and all that. You know, maybe not to drink, but he does raise some valid issues. And then when he actually turns into Santa Claus with the bag, and you know what I thought was funny too is when the um the head of the department store goes to the. uh yeah. the police officer and our Carney's there at Santa. And he asks him for that old bottle of uh, wine oh, and he yeah. pulls it, he pulls it out and he, <laughs> he starts drinking it with the cop and he, they, they're walking home. He's like, yeah, come on over for a drink. Mm-hmm.
2: That's <laughs> I love that kid. I love the kid in the department store. He goes, mom, Santa's loaded. Santa's yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I was, I think I was one of the kids from, from leave it, the beaver, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, he played Whitey, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're oh, correct. But you, well, you know yeah, what's that's funny? Santa's loaded. <laughs> no, that was hilarious, man. <laughs> you know what's funny was...
1: about that? You know what's funny about that too, guys? Is if you notice, uh, when he takes everything, everything he pulls out of the bag, it's a different toy and stuff. I swear that reminds you so much of Felix the Cat with the back tricks. Yeah. Bat- bat- <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> that's I always used to think of Felix the Cat when I used to watch that. Oh, yeah. you know, I wonder if they got
0: the the premise for um oh, what was that uh Batter Santa with uh Billy Bob Thornton I wonder if they got that that premise of like a like a drunky sloshy Santa from from that show Night of the Meek oh, They I'm probably sure. did
2: Yeah I'm a... sure I tell how, you how... what that was that was one of the few episodes of Twilight Zones I think that was actually used from a, a video recorder you know what it, like it wasn't an actual film script uh there was only about maybe 10 episodes or so that were there that, that were actually on a form of a videotape, like you could tell, it just it just has that look to it, you know. Uh, the that that one had it, the, the the used car dealer one where he where he couldn't lie. That that was on a videotape also, and maybe about six or seven other ones. It was somewhere around there. I think I think I read somewhere that Rod Serling said that the, the network wanted to save some money, so that's why they that's why they attempted to do that.
0: I tell you what, it, it worked though because it it just it kind of made it almost i don't know almost realistic kind of like you were oh, almost yeah. like there w- walking with this guy and going through his you know his life with him and, and you know you yeah he was you know a drunk and all that but he you could tell you know he was a, a good soul and you kind of
2: right you know felt bad for him because oh, he raised some valid concerns you know yeah. but yeah but yeah santa's loaded oh that was hilarious <laughs> wasn't there a pretty cool episode from tales from the crypt with a with a killer santa where, where the kid let him into the House and he was a killer, if, if yeah. Not where mistaken.
0: he is, es- I think it was where he escaped from a mental asylum or something yep. like that. And the kid yep. let him in, yeah,
2: yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really yep. neat. And I think so- the wife just murdered the husband, and so she, she was trying to hide his body at the same time, yeah, right, yep, yeah, yeah that, that was correct. really cool.
1: Let me ask you guys a question Isn't there one of those in Creep Show, uh, or that's more like I think Halloween? Is it oh, no, 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 that's a trick or treat health they kept knocking on the door. And the lady says, Go away, go away. I'm I'm trying not- to- Oh, which was that? Was that on um... Creep Show? On Creep Show, they, he would knock on the door and say, "Go away, go away," and and it was like an evil type of creature that was knocking and going trick or treat, trick or treat. That was in Creep Show.
2: I don't remember that one. I don't, I'm trying to remember, huh?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm in Christmas mode right now, so everything yeah. else is is put in the back.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I tell you what, there's some definitely some some cool. Uh, oh man, what's the other one? Um, there's a uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's a, a cool slasher from the from yeah. the 80s.
2: That was.
0: Cool. I, I tell you what, they if you look at the department store in there, they have some. You can see a lot of cool 80s uh, toys, you know, on the shelves, mm-hmm. and there. That's one of the parts that I always like. And then, true. um, yeah, there, there's a there's a ton of them. I always try to. Catch a bunch of good ones. And I tell you what, my other favorite one, which I'm sure you guys are all familiar with, is uh National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, that hilarious. was good. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorites too. I mean, I just I, I could watch that over and over, man.
2: Yeah, that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, cousin Eddie, he just he he just he makes that whole <laughs> he makes that whole movie.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: don't you go falling in love with that rv we're gonna take it (laughs) when we leave here next month (laughs) and i tell you what there's there's probably one of the funniest lines in any movie in that movie where clark he's he's in the in the uh living room talking to eddie and he goes you surprised and he goes eddie he goes if i woke up with my head stitched to the carpet i wouldn't be more (laughs)
2: surprised." (laughs) i remember that that was hilarious didn't uh, Beverly D'Angelo play the wife? Yeah, yeah, okay. she was the wife. Yeah, right. I, I I think they made a few of those, right? Then they make maybe two or three of them.
0: Yeah, they had um, yeah, the, the Vegas vacation yeah. and then the regular vacation. Yeah, and she was always the wife to him, and the kids mm-hmm. changed a little bit through them, but the yeah, they basically the same. And Beverly, yeah. she was from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, too. Oh, okay. okay. Was
1: she? I think. Yeah. Was- wow.
0: Yeah, she's from Cleveland. Yeah, I always had a, a crush on her every time I watched
2: those movies. when I was you're, not one, you're, you're not the only
1: one, Chuck Joe. You're not the only one. But, yeah, remember, Chris,
2: what's that, Chuck? I remember her from Hair way back in the – oh, was it the late 70s uh, where she played in the in the uh, movie-slash-musical Hair uh, with Treat Williams. He played the kid with the real long hair and stuff. Uh, I don't know if you remember that or not, but she played the – uh, rich rich daughter uh they kind of had a crush on treat Williams in there and uh well that goes back to about nineteen seventy nine maybe nineteen eighty yeah, yeah I don't think I've I have i have never seen that. He wasn't yeah. born uh, Chuck. Oh you yeah, weren't I wasn't that. born yet well, well you might have seen the reruns, right?
0: <laughs> no, I've no I've never I've never seen it. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Yeah. But I tell you what's I tell you another good one too. One of my favorites is uh Scrooged with uh, oh, Bill Murray. I love it. Oh, he, he's great. You know, when he goes, uh, he goes, uh, they're like, oh, the antlers won't stay on the mouse. He's like, well, staple them to
1: it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a very, that was a very good movie. I love that one actor. He was a bit actor that froze to death in there, if I'm not mistaken. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the guy that froze, remember? I think he played in Bunny and Clyde with. Um, yeah,
0: he was always like a little, little bit character actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah he was the the wino that lived in the what was it like under the sewer or something like right.
2: that right yeah. yep. you you you
1: guys are failing me big time today man nobody mentioned one of the funniest movies of all
2: come on what's that
1: the one with this guy um I forget. now listen this is so funny it's a movie that the snowman that becomes alive. What do
2: you call? Oh, him? is that Jack Frost? Jack Frost? Yeah,
1: Jack Frost. That's hilarious, man. Jack Frost has got to be number one. Yeah, oh, I, I no absolutely
0: cool. hate that movie. <laughs> Why?
1: <laughs> I love it when the guy sees the snowman. He doesn't believe that the snowman's talking to him and he yeah. him down. <laughs>
0: I don't like. I can't remember the actor for it, but I, I don't, I don't really care for him. Um, was uh,
2: Was that? Was that um, oh, what's his name? He's from Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, it's, he slips my mind.
1: I know his name. Right now, I I, I kind of have a. He played. Block he I played uh,
2: Beetlejuice, didn't he? Play that guy. Yes, he played.
1: Yeah, he played Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: what the heck's his name? Oh my goodness, I can't believe it.
1: Joe, look him up in the computer, there, man. You got to break. You got to tell our, our.
2: Oh, Michael. Hip-sniffs. Michael Keaton.
1: Yes, Michael Keaton. That's Michael right. Keaton.
2: Yep. Yeah, and, he's and from... That's
1: why you don't like him because of the actor, Joe. Because it's a funny <laughs> film, man.
0: No, it's the um not Michael Keaton. Um, uh, no, which it's one? not
1: Michael Keaton. You're right. Michael Keaton's Batman, man. Come on.
0: Oh uh, which one am I thinking of? What the heck is his his name? No, you're thinking of the uh that's the that's the nineteen or hold on. I'm I'm trying to look look up now. Um
2: yeah, look it up. I'm conf- I'm confused.
0: <laughs> no, it's the um I think it's a newer Jack Frost than nineteen uh ninety-eight well, Is that the one you're talking about, Eddie? Nineteen ninety-eight?
1: Yes, the one, yeah, that the, the the you know the snowman becomes alive, the wife is really pretty and sexy, and then uh the guy dies. And he comes back in the snowman because the kid is kind of sad because he never goes to his ball games or anything. And the guy comes back and the kid sees him. So he's a snowman. It is. It's Jack Frost. That's the name of it. I'm trying to
0: think there's – maybe I'm thinking of a, a different one. Um, oh, I can't remember the actor's name that he – I thought he played um, Jack Frost on it. it it's not the the Michael Keaton one. Uh, it, it'll come to me probably when we're done – Recording of, like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: I think it is. I think it was Michael Keane. Now, now I, I don't have a computer or anything next to me to look it up, but it's the one that the, it's a snowman. He becomes alive. You know what you want to talk about, Chuck? They yeah, give it a year.
2: I, I know which one, yeah.
1: And, and then what happens is when the snowman, uh, you know, he, he doesn't realize he's a snowman and he's like, oh, no. He looks in the mirror and he's like really hilarious. Oh, yeah. comes back in the form after he's dead. He comes back in the form of a snowman. So I he remember. tries to talk to his best friend. And his best friend, when he sees him, he starts going ah and screaming. I think the guy's hilarious.
2: Oh, that was great. That was yeah, great. so
1: th- that's a really good film. I like that film. Oh, I no, you me. know, you know I'll the one it. that I'm,
0: you know, the one I'm thinking of. It's not Jack Frost. It was, um, it was the Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause, and it was, um, Martin Short as Jack Frost. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I don't remember like that. that film. Yeah, that's the I, one I'm thinking of. I had him confused. Yeah, that's the one I I I didn't care for
2: i remember that i was
0: I, I, the people. first the first santa claus what was great with uh tim allen i tim I, allen. I think that's a that's a classic I, I absolutely love that movie but the second one's not too bad but the third one i just something with martin short i, I don't know what it is <laughs> I, I can
1: tell you right now as critics for movies us three just failed big time man.
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
1: they're gonna bomb us out of the thing i guess we should stick to magic and novelties man
2: <laughs> How about a few of those old, old cartoons, Frosty the Snowman? Remember, it was narrated. Oh, it was narrated by uh, uh, Jimmy Durante. That was cool. Uh, oh yeah, that's that that a day
1: we the, Santa Claus, the day
2: without a Santa Claus. The day without a Santa Claus. Day without a Santa. Yeah. yeah. All, even all all the uh, Rankin Bass uh,
0: Christmas ones were, were great too. Man, I, I love that. You can't go wrong with anything Rankin Bass puts out. Oh, fantastic!
2: Was yeah, that a they, form of uh, claymation they used, or what was that actually? I have no idea where.
0: I think there was there was some claymation, a lot of uh, some puppetry as well. I th- mm-hmm. think mostly, I, I want to say it was kind of like a uh, maybe they used not clay but puppets and kind of mm-hmm. you know a stop motion. I, I I never really got into the history too much of uh of Rankin Bass or anything like that. Uh, but,
2: but those but those were cool, man. All yeah, I mean college. I grew up
0: with. I remember watching those back in you know the early '80s and all that when I was yeah. young, and you know those always stick with you. Yeah, Charlie Brown, and then even um. You know, because I'm a child of the 80s, so I grew up with all those cartoons, you know, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Glow Worm, Flintstones, all that. And they all had Christmas episodes as well, and they are they were all fantastic. I mean, they a lot of them still hold up to this day, you know, even doing – you know, know, Star Wars had a a Christmas episode, which, you know, some people don't like to talk about that one because it was kind of bad.
1: (laughs) Well, so did The Addams Family, which that episode actually sucks. The original Uh. Family had a Christmas episode – uh, I think the monsters the, well. the,
0: the monsters had one, I believe, too Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was that good
1: No, but but I gotta tell you guys something when You're talking about, there was David and Goliath Do you remember that? You oh, know, yeah play him a lot? Yeah. David and Goliath, the, the little guy with the What was it, the dog?
0: <laughs> yeah, he had the dog, yeah <laughs> That's
1: all claymation, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that was claymation, yeah
1: And my wife loved Gumby I didn't really care for Gumby after yeah. <laughs>
0: But I, I tell you what, though, I, I really been getting in the last few years, a lot of I've, I've been trying to find some very strange um, cartoon or animation or, or even little shorts from, you know, that deal with Christmas. But from other countries, um, if you guys get a chance, it's called A Christmas Dream from 1945. It's a uh, Czechoslovakian uh, short film. And it's it's very, very cool. It's about an unwanted rag doll on Christmas Eve. And it's it's it's. It's pretty good. I mean, you really get it. I mean, some of these ones from other countries, you know, you kind of got to take in consideration their culture and all that. They may seem kind of strange, but right. a lot of them are really good, especially you know that came out in the 40s and 50s.
1: They they are, but you know what? Sometimes that isn't. Where is the one that they call cross. Uh truck? I think you know about that. Where Santa Claus is supposed to be evil, um, isn't that Germany?
2: Yeah, is that is that a Krampus type of thing?
1: Yeah, Krampus. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's another thing with uh Christmas There was can-
0: one that came out uh let me I'm going to look it up uh, real quick. There was a Krampus movie that came out um a couple years ago. It was a um had some big names in it.
2: Yeah, I think I remember 2015
0: that. 2015 it came mm-hmm. out. I tell you what it was it was pretty good. Uh, Adam Scott was the the lead in it yeah. and um you had a few other David Kocher, Allison uh Tolman Right, it had, a, it had a pretty good cast, and I tell you what, it's it's very very spooky. spooky. Very, I, I I thought it was, you know, there was the whoever the lady that played the grandmother. I'm gonna try to look up her name because she was absolutely fantastic. Um, she was she had like a, a German or, or Dutch that she right. spoke, and she was uh Krista. I think it was Krista. Yeah, Krista Stadler. Mm-hmm. It looks like as Omi. And, you know, she only spoke German and she was kind of like the one that told the stories about Krampus. And, all and I tell you what, if you guys have never seen that 2015, it, it, it's a great movie and it, it's yeah. very
2: scary. I think my wife and I actually seen it when it came out at the at the theater. Yeah, it was very scary. It's very cold, man. Like it, it, yeah. it put a, it put a, a it, like a chill through your spine when you watched it. I mean, really, it was something.
1: I didn't like it. I, I really? Didn't, no, I didn't even care to watch it, to be honest with you. Uh, i feel you know, what takes. It takes away from the Christmas theme as a whole, you know. Yeah. So I, I kind of because I know that's of Germany descent, I think it is, mm-hmm. and a lot of the UK and stuff. Because remember, not everybody keeps Christmas the same way we do here. No, yeah, that's true. And, and and it's just like you know what? Since I grew up and I enjoyed all the toys and stuff, I never really cared to watch that film uh, when I heard about it. Yeah, yeah
0: that, that's definitely a different, uh, <laughs> different take on. On Christmas. But, hey, guys, we got – man, time's running – ran down here. We got less than two minutes. so Wow. We, we're going to have to wrap it up. I tell you what, we've had some there, – there's been some discussion on some great uh, Christmas movies here and all that. And definitely check out the, that Susie Snowflake from 1951. It's only three minutes. It, it's You can find it on YouTube. And then the, and um, the Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe, The Three Little Dwarfs from 1951. That's also three minutes. Um, and I, I tell you guys what, man, is that – the the songs the little jingles they will get stuck in your head and you'll be you'll be laying in bed going yeah. why did i even watch it because you know, i'm singing it but they're definitely worth the watch and i would highly highly recommend to anyone out there that wants to get into some um some very strange and unusual vintage uh christmas shorts whether it be their mixture of film claymation and animation is check out you could find them on amazon or ebay or creepy classic strange and unusual christmas films and there's 10 films on there um usually they're anywhere from about 5 to 15 minutes somewhere in between there they're, they're fairly short and from different countries as well so uh you can definitely check them out or even if you don't want to buy it you could find the list of it online and you could find them on youtube they're they're usually all on there um quality is usually not that good because i don't think anyone's ever put them in like a a blu-ray or 4k or anything like that but Definitely check it out, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank everybody out there for listening, and join us next week because we are going to take a stroll down uh, memory lane when we start talking about uh, some of our favorite pastimes for Christmas. And um, i tell you what I don't know about you guys, but I got some great stories from from when I was young on uh, some of the stuff me and my sister pulled uh, trying to catch Santa Claus. So definitely join us there. So, (laughs) Eddie, Chuck, thanks a lot, and good night, guys.
1: All right. God God bless, bless, guys. Bye-bye.